Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in southern Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And in this studio today, we're visiting with our new, brand new uh, vice president of field ministry for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in the Northwest. Uh, we're visiting today with Ryan Johnson. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Excited to be here. Uh, glad to be in Boise. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here, and uh, we're excited to to uh, hear what God's done in your life and uh, hear more about that. And uh, and when we talk about the Northwest um, or the Pacific Northwest, we're talking about Alaska, yeah. Washington, Oregon, Montana, and Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big region, isn't it? It's huge. It's huge. I know. Just taking over October first. Uh, been on airplanes the last few weeks, getting to see it. It's uh, beautiful. It's God's country. I mean, His creation is incredible. I here in the Northwest, and we're really excited about what the Holy Spirit's doing. I mean, think about where this region was uh, when you and I jumped on almost, you know, a decade ago and where it is today, you know, from an FCA standpoint, you know, 52 staff across five states, um, reaching more coaches and athletes than ever before. And, and the opportunity in front of us is significant. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot more work to be done. So really excited to be on this team and and get to serve in this way. Well, praise God. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you here in in Boise and uh, visiting for a few days and with our staff. And Mm -hmm. I know uh, you were a high school baseball player, played in college a little bit and coached some baseball. We're going to get into that a little bit, but uh, uh, folks, before we, we, we dive more in with, uh, with Ryan here, we want to talk to you about a great event that's coming up and it's uh, it's the famous Idaho potato bowl FCA breakfast. Um, It's January 2nd this year, 2020. ESPN has moved our bowl game here in Boise to the... Uh, January third used to be the humanitarian bowl, yeah, Ryan, and you probably remember that. And it's been the famous Idaho Potato Bowl for uh, quite a few years now. The Idaho Potato Commission has uh, uh, got sponsorship of that. But this year, folks, we've got uh, Mike Singletary, who is a played football at Baylor University, was a linebacker. Was he's in the College Hall of Fame, and then went on to the Chicago Bears. He was part of that. Uh, he was a middle linebacker for that 85 Bears yeah. Super Bowl champion team, and he's in the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame. He's uh, coached around the NFL, four or five teams. He was the head coach of the 49ers, and he's currently coaching a, a, a high school Christian team in Dallas area right wow. now. Wow. That so, team's lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got a good one. Yeah. So we're, we're just so blessed. Uh, we're so excited about having Mike Singletary be our, our mm-hmm. keynote speaker for that. And so, folks, we have the, the teams from the, the they're playing in the game for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl and then the coaches. Like last year we had, I mean, it was amazing. Uh, uh, Kehlani Sataki from BYU brought mm-hmm. the whole team last year and all the coaching staff. And what an incredible opportunity that was to mm-hmm. – to, to see God minister through Tim Brown, our speaker, to, yeah. to them and Western Michigan and and uh, about 800 more of our local friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from the Treasure Valley. So, folks, if you're interested in come, uh, well, you'd like to hear Mike and uh, speak, Mike Singletary, um, you can get more information at fcaidaho.org and uh, you could sponsor a table. You could, uh, you could sponsor a table for your work, uh, for your business, uh, maybe your friends and relatives. Maybe they're still in town because of the holidays. Uh, you could maybe a, a, a 
your son or daughter or, or uh, grandkids play on a, a youth sport team. You could you could sponsor a table for them. We have special prices for that. And then uh, maybe the coaches at your uh, your your son or daughter's junior high or mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Maybe you'd like to help get those coaches there. Small group at a church. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Men's group. Men's group. Yep. Um, just had a, a church. Um, Eustick Baptist just uh, sponsored uh, two tables. Perfect. And yeah. um, they've been doing that for a few years. And, and so we're excited about that. But So fcaidaho.org. Uh, you can get more information there. You can register. Or you can just buy one ticket if you just want to come yourself. And uh, uh, or bring your bring your dad or bring your son. So uh, uh, so the the deadline for registration is December twenty seventh, and again it's January second, twenty twenty. So can't believe it's twenty twenty. Here we go. It's coming fast. So, well, RJ, um, I know I called you RJ. I know we, that's okay. We'll go Many back and forth, do. Ryan and RJ. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in sports as a kid, and and yeah. uh, how how did things kind of kind of gravitate to. To baseball for you, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, I think like uh, maybe like most most little boys growing up, uh, my dad was really into sports. You know, was a three sport athlete in high school, and and uh, it was you know was a big part of his his growing up. And so as I kind of came up, uh, he he probably led me that direction. And you know, uh, both of my parents went to University of Oregon. We're we're uh, big Oregon football fans, and so um, just as early as I can remember back, sports were always kind of a big part of our picture. And um, you know, I think early on, I I had a had a knack for competition, and uh, and had a, a knack for for uh, all things sports, and so it was just a natural kind of place that I drifted and got connected, and, um, and just really enjoyed the the team camaraderie component, and and to be honest, just just being with my dad, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of what we did. Oh, that's great! Yeah. I know uh, you had an opportunity as a an Amer- American Legion State Championship mm-hmm. team in baseball, mm-hmm. and and like you said, you sounds yeah. like you played different sports, but yeah. kind of focused on baseball in yeah. your mid to later years in high school. And yeah, I mean, uh, we we uh, we spent a lot of a lot of time, you know, uh, in, in the suburban busting down the highway, going to <laughs> going to tournaments here, there, everywhere else, um, you know. And so, baseball is one of those one of those sports that, that eats up a lot of weekends. But those are great memories, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I got the opportunity to play on a bunch of good teams. And I think I look back and one of the things I got the opportunity to do is kind of play with the same group of kids. I mean, literally from when I was about 12 years old all the way to senior in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a class of guys that just stayed together and competed together and mm-hmm. just have really fond memories of those guys. And, um, you know, and, and when I got into high school, uh, you know, it was a very competitive very competitive uh, yeah, Westland uh, High School Westland Baseball you know yeah. it was very competitive the, you know our shortstop was Pac-10 player of the year for Oregon State he's still playing <laughs> Major League Baseball today um, and uh, you know sent a lot of guys to, to play college ball and, and some in, into the professional ranks and so I uh, had a great four years uh, competing there and uh, and then got the opportunity to go down to Pepperdine University and uh, and get to see what Division One baseball looks like. It was a whole different thing. So is that and why you went to Pepperdine and not Oregon? To no, you know, to be honest, uh, I was a uh, slightly above average baseball player, but uh, the Lord kind of kept my academics uh, in place. I think I took the competitive nature that, that I got from sports and took it to academics, and so um, uh, part of my journey was was having a lot of success in academics. And so when I got into Pepperdine, it was like too good of an opportunity to pass up. And so I said, I'm going to go down there and, 
baseball doesn't work out it doesn't work out but at least i'll get a great education and so uh got it end up kind of uh writing a pretty special story with me you know walking on my freshman year and then and then leaving baseball my sophomore year and getting discipled by a group of guys uh overseas got part part of a business program in london for my sophomore year in college is where i really got discipled and ended up being kind of that turning point in my faith journey where I got mm. got rooted and got got committed. Wow. So um I definitely think if I as I look back that that the idol of sports had to be removed for me to kind of take that next step in my faith and mm-hmm. but uh have a lot of fond memories of, of, of my baseball journey and and then when I got done with school I had the opportunity to go back and coach at Wesson High School and and coach for nine seasons, five as the freshman head coach and, and four as a varsity assistant working wow. with the outfielders and got to coach in two state championships. And Is that what uh, you played? You play in the outfield? Or? Yeah, played in the outfield uh, for Westland and so got to, got to coach there and, and mm-hmm. do that as well. And so um, it, was a, it was exciting to see a shift because not being a believer when I played at Westland to being a believer when I coached at Westland um, it really challenged me to integrate my faith in my coaching, you mm-hmm. know, and, and really kind of reflect on why why I coach. You know, what, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I think it, it perpetuated uh, the picture I have for coaches now of, uh, of giving your life away, you know, and uh, really asking kids to follow follow us as we follow Christ. So um, it, was a, it was a great... That's cool. It uh, sounds like the, the Lord... Gave you like a second chance to go back to Westland, yeah, absolutely, a, with a different perspective and to be called to make an impact. Um, that's exciting. So, RJ, you, you're married to Molly, yes, yes. and wonderful gal, and yes, you got absolutely. Uh, how many Love kids? Love my now? life. Uh, we've got three kids. We just celebrated ten years of marriage, which is, is incredible. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, um, I've got a five and a half year old daughter, Abigail, a two and a half year old son, Tyler, and a seven week or eight week I guess next week uh, old uh, little girl Jordan Page mm-hmm. so um, love them great crew uh, we've got three now so that means we're playing zone that's right we're doing some man to man and we felt really good about it now we've got the third so um, Molly and I are trying to figure that out but super thankful for three healthy babies yeah I know when Judy and I had just the one we were you know tag team back and forth two yeah we could mm-hmm. do a little bit of that too but then three the transition was two and three yeah, that's <laughs> the big one so <laughs> well figuring it out well you talked a little bit about how as your your own athletic career mm-hmm. was coming to a close mm-hmm. and and that god used that mm-hmm. to help get you more serious and and really in your faith journey and your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Anything in Scripture that for you just really stood out where the Lord was just like, man, just that he really parked you in that was really encouraging you during that time? Because I know that whole identity piece, you know, we as humans, athletes and coaches, but everybody kind of gets identity in what we do sometimes and and, or or maybe all the time. And uh, so... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, you know, growing up and what I would say is like, you know, a relatively, you know, unchristian home in regards to wasn't really modeled like an authentic relationship with Jesus. You know, I had parents that were good parents and they were, 
we went to the Lutheran church for Christmas and Easter, you know, every mm-hmm. once in a while, but, you know, never really getting that modeled. And then, you know, basically getting caught up into sports and the world. And, and right. you know, a lot of my high school journey, I, I always tell people I was a normal high school kid, which means I was into everything that the world was offering, you know, and, and just kind of going with the flow and, and kind of like, a, you know, Scripture says a leaf in the wind, right? Just kind of getting blown wherever culture was, was, was blowing me around. And and uh, so I always think, you know, Romans twelve two right off the bat is kind of being the base of of a journey where I started to think differently, you know, do not conform any longer to the patterns mm-hmm. of this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in order mm-hmm. you can discern God's good, perfect, and pleasing will. And so, but uh, but it really was somebody else grabbing me and putting their hand on my shoulder and saying, I see greatness in you. I see a leader in you. And just redirecting that influence that I had. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people watched me coming up and said, yeah, RJ's a leader, but I was just leading people to myself, you know, and leading people to things that I shouldn't have been leading people to. And then, then somebody saw something more in me and, and uh, uh, ended up sharing the gospel with me and changed my life forever. Wow, praise God. Yeah. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here on Heart of the Athlete um, today, we're visiting with Ryan Johnston, our new uh, vice president uh, for the Pacific Northwest region of, fellowship, of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And Ryan is a uh, home as Portland. And um, Ryan, um, tell us a little bit about how the calling that you, how you came on staff with FCA, because yeah. you've been on staff for how long now? I, I think I just started my ninth school year. Wow. Yeah. And so, so it, it was, was it the was it the fall of fall of, of twenty eleven or eleven I think yes fall of eleven fall and 11. you you were you had been on staff yeah, with so Young Life previous to that yes two years uh, area director training program with Young Life prior to that and then during that first uh, five and a half years out of college I was doing commercial real estate coaching high school baseball <laughs> and then just taking kids to Young Life camp so the sports and ministry component were always kind of a part of me but right. it was mostly mainly being funneled through Young Life to start with. I uh, did a two-year area director program with Young Life, and it was actually uh, my pastor and uh, a former uh, NFL football player uh, that went to church with me that reached out and asked if I would coach their son's 12-year-old select baseball team. <laughs> and uh, I'd never coached anybody younger than freshmen, you know, and I was like... <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I I can wrangle uh, little sixth grade boys, but uh, uh, it was actually the fact that it was coming from a group of parents that all had faith as a top priority. And I said, I've never, also never coached in a setting where I context, could lead with my yeah, faith, yeah. right? And so I was like, man, that sounds kind of exciting, and and so uh, let's go for this. So mm-hmm. I ended up coaching that team. Uh, we ended up winning the state title. It's kind of a great story. <laughs> um, like I said, there were multiple kids on that team that are now playing uh, Division One college athletics and probably will end up playing professional sports. Um, so we had a great team, but it was the opportunity to get in front of those boys and talk to them about Jesus mm-hmm. and, 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 and kind of model to them, um, you know, what, what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. I, I think a sem- Second Timothy 2 you then, my son, be strong in the mm-hmm. graces in Christ Jesus and the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. You know, I just, that idea that, that, that Paul asked Timothy to follow him and now Timothy's turned around and, and, and trusting 
what Paul entrusted to him to others. And that was that picture for me. It was disciples making disciples. It was like, mm-hmm. I want to give away mm-hmm. what somebody gave me to these 12, 12-year-old little boys, right. you know, and set them on a course, a trajectory for the rest <clears> of their <throat> lives. And so um, was able to do that. One of the boys on that team's dad was an FCA board member. And so about... Was that Neil? No, it was uh, Mark Russell. Okay. You remember Mark Russell? Oh, yeah, I remember Mark, yeah. So his son Max was on the team. And uh, I remember, uh, so he was after practice, probably about two-thirds through the season. He's like, hey, I serve on the board of Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we're going to be hiring our first field ministry person uh, as a kind of reboot FCA in Portland, and I'd love for you to interview for it. And so I ended up uh, interviewing, and... And I remember the last, one of the last tournaments of the year was in Medford, Oregon. And we're staying at a little hotel with the whole team and all the parents. And uh, the parents called a meeting, and all the parents prayed over me uh, as I was discerning whether I was going to take the job or not. And, and without a shadow of a doubt, felt like the Lord confirmed mm. that this wow. was where I was supposed to be. And, and I just felt that calling, like this is the right person for the right time with the right message from the Lord. And, and so away we went. Wow. And here we are today. What a blessing that God had just plopped you right in the middle of that, those parents and those kids on that team and surrounded you with yeah. prayer. And that's a unique situation. That's not yeah. always the case in youth yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was that's a great neat. story. So obviously this, this uh, you, know, I, you know, we're both on staff with FCA. It's mm-hmm. a job, but it's also a calling. Yeah. Um, what would you say about the calling at part of being on staff with FCA? Well, I think and, if you continue, uh, what excites sec- you? Yeah, if you continue in Second Timothy two and verse three, it says, "Join with me in suffering, like a good soldier of Christ Jesus." No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs. And then he goes on to talk about the soldier, the athlete, and the farmer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think the calling is a calling to give away your life. It's uh, it's a calling to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's a calling to suffer. I think it's a calling to fix your eyes uh, mm-hmm. on Jesus, your commanding officer. Mm-hmm. I think it's a calling to uh, play by the rules, mm-hmm. as it says in the next verse when it talks about being an athlete. And so it's a call to integrity, which is one of FCA's core values, and, and living a life above reproach, yeah. uh, a life that's worthy of the gospel, as Scripture would say. And I think finally it's, it's, a, it's a call to go sow. Mm-hmm. And uh, sow seeds, you know, of the, of, of the gospel, and, and to to draw others into a transformative relationship with Jesus Christ. And right. so, um, I've tried to embrace that calling, you know, to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like anybody else, a work in progress. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm really thankful every day that this is what I get to do for a living. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> as you're describing those things, I've, I'm thinking about the the opportunities that God gives our our student athlete leaders in in the schools of both the private and public schools junior high high school college yeah. to do those things oh man and and then like this bowl breakfast the opportunity <clears throat> yeah. you know for somebody who wants to sponsor a table and to reach out to their neighbors yeah. or some relatives or you know camps that we do yeah i mean you never know there's a pastor who's the chaplain of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, his name's Mike Tatlock. He's a dear friend. But every time we get together for lunch or breakfast or coffee just to connect, he always reminds me, RJ, he goes, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love that kind of perspective of ministry. It's like, yeah. whatever it takes. So is it an invitation to a bowl breakfast? Mm-hmm. Somebody hears how the gospel has transformed right. Mike Singletary's life that ends up changing the trajectory of life? You don't know. 
You never know. Right. But the answer is whatever it takes. And right. so I think having that kind of uh, dynamic picture of ministry that it that it could be, you know, being called to be a student leader of FCA, it could mm-hmm. be being invited to church, it could be being at the bowl breakfast. Um, you, it could be listening to this radio show. That's right. Us, you know, <laughs> somebody figures out yeah. how amazing Jesus is. So That's right. you never know. Yeah. Well, you know the uh, the relationship piece is so important in what you're talking mm-hmm. about, and so FCA is not just a sports evangelism yeah. ministry. No. I mean, it's part of yeah. what happens at North Junior High. Yeah. You know, at the FCA huddle there, or you know, the golf scramble, or the bowl breakfast, or whatever. But right. um, I know that that excites me about yeah. being on staff with FCA and those relationships that can be mm-hmm. built. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, in terms of, I mean, obviously, we like you mentioned earlier, fifty staff here in the North Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and and uh, we've got um, we've got some great things going on across the region yeah. what excites you about what where, where do you what has god placed on your heart and 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 your mind as far as vision and yeah. and and where where you want to where you want to see this go and yeah oh man uh that's a scary question ken i don't know if we got time but uh <laughs> i'll try to i'll try to be brief i mean just so excited and, and just passionate but like a few years ago the lord just laid a, a kind of a picture on my mind of awakening a movement of discipleship the city's mm-hmm. never seen yeah. so I, I really get a lot of juice uh that's an athletic term uh <laughs> from that that sentence you know mm-hmm. I like saying it to myself awakening a movement of discipleship the city's never seen and you know you were just talking about you know uh, organization has been around since 1954. It's been dynamic. It's been a lot of different right, things. We just had our 65th right. 65th anniversary, anniversary this last yep. last Sunday. Yeah, and so you know maybe uh, somebody that's been around FCA for a long time might think about more of an evangelistic type outreach ministry to to youth through sports. But you know FCA is really focused in and, and honed in a target. And uh, it is very much about disciples making disciples. Mm-hmm. And so our new CEO, Shane Williamson, is, is very uh, clear about this idea of, of what that looks like. And Second Timothy 2.2, 2, which you know, I just read to you guys uh, about how do we uh, utilize this tool that God's given us called influence, right? Mm-hmm. Our vision to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ with the influence of coaches and athletes. So influence is the vehicle from which we want to see the Holy Spirit do transformation. And so, um, you know, we feel like now we are positioned as a ministry to engage coaches and athletes relationally, equip them spiritually, and empower them to lead others, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I think and believe and know that uh, that Holy Spirit-inspired leadership mm-hmm. is the answer mm-hmm. to awakening a movement of discipleship here in Boise yeah. and every other city in the Pacific right. Northwest. Right. And uh, but I also think <clears throat> it's 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 something that's uh, that's both taught and caught, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we have to answer the question: Is like, can I be a disciple of Christ if I don't disciple anyone? Mm-hmm. That might step on people's toes a little bit, mm-hmm. but but it, I think what what the Holy Spirit has revealed to the leadership of FCA is that we want to be in the game mm-hmm. when it comes to making disciple makers who make disciple makers, mm-hmm. right? And so do we want kids to trust you know, Jesus and, and, and 
be saved? Absolutely. Do we want them to honor God with mm-hmm. their lives and decisions? Absolutely. We also want them to pursue others in the name of right. Jesus, which is that full circle disciple. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like we can't give away what we don't possess, and it's it's like a sponge. We need to continue to be coachable and, and soak up God's love and mercy and grace and mm-hmm. truth and, and, and be accountable to other people. At the same time, we can give that away. And I, I love the fact that we're that's what we're a part of doing is, yeah. is, is really encouraging, equipping, engaging coaches and athletes to do that with their sphere of influence that God has given them, that circle yeah. of influence. And uh, uh, it's not about after we graduate from college or yeah. when we think we've got it all together or we've after we're done coaching or, or or we've earned enough money and you know you know everything's being taken care of you know we're financially set it's about for such a time as this with junior high mm-hmm. high school or college athlete mm-hmm. um, you know board member a coach yeah. at any level yeah and uh, so I'm excited so folks you know I, I just want to invite you to pray for us mm. we need the Holy Spirit Absolutely. in this uh this task that God has given us, mm-hmm. and so if you love to pray, um, mm-hmm. and that is a that's uh, that's a sign of discipleship, isn't yeah, absolutely. it? Absolutely, <laughs> loving to pray um, and and going to God. And you know, Paul talks about that in in Philippians four about pray about everything. And so, folks, we just invite you to pray alongside us. We need your prayers uh, for all the schools in the Treasure Valley and the Magic Valley and Northern Idaho and. Uh, and those eastern Oregon border towns. And that's the area that God has given us, but really the Northwest. So, folks, if you'd be praying for the entire Northwest and be praying for, for Ryan as yeah. he leads. So, well, Ryan, man, the time has gone by so fast, man. Here we are. And, and we could we could probably continue talking a lot more, a couldn't we? So yeah. thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks, Ken. I really appreciate it. And, uh Again, just last last second plug. Don't miss the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast uh, with uh, Hall of Famer Mike Singletary. Going to be an incredible, incredible morning. Yep, January 2nd, 2020. More information at fcaidaho.org. Well, Ryan, thanks a lot. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice. You're